Welcome to the Backyard PA Football Podcast covering high school sports between Pittsburgh and Morgantown along Interstate I-79. I'm Nathan Grella. I'm Jeremiah Miller. I'm Carter Newcomb. And we are excited to be with you guys again today. How are you guys doing on this fine Tuesday night? It's almost Wednesday now. <laughs> you know, I'm doing... Go ahead. You know what? I'll, I'll go first, Jay. Yeah, you know, you took too long. Um, I'm doing all right. I just had a great class as well as so did... Uh, Grella over here. I'm kind of tired, but you know, we have some more important things to do. We need to talk about high school football. Yeah, I think I want to change my my life goal and just be like Dave Portnoy and just go out and rank pizzas on a scale from zero to ten for my life. So I don't know where to go with that. I guess we do the same thing, but with high school football teams. What do you think the best pizza in Waynesburg is? I think it, um, it's not Scotty's. No, it's Fat Angelo's Chicken <laughs> yeah. Club Pizza. Yeah, it's Fatty A's. It's no strictly doubt. their Chicken Club Pizza. It's Fatty A's. That should be a poll question. Not a poll question. We should have a post. Who has the best pizza in the backyard? Yeah, here, 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 here. I want to. I want to know. Like, we I can. Really we, we can give. We I have an idea we can do with this. Our player of the year can be can get a free Fat Angelo's Chicken Club pizza on us. On us. Listen, it's nine twenty right now, and I have not ate since one. And I would like us to not talk about food right now. <laughs> but I think there's a place in Brownsville that Quinn has told me about that he really likes. So we'll have to check that one out as well. Um, you want to start this podcast though? That's what we're here for. Is that a rhetorical I question? I I was I was hoping for an answer, but I never got one. Anyway, let's start it. Um, if you're listening to this on any podcast app, you're in the right place. Don't change the channel. Listen to this whole podcast and then change the channel and listen to it again. And it helps up helps our algorithm. It won't be good for your ears, but it helps us out. Um, you can go check out more of this podcast at CastBox, Spotify, wherever you want to check us out at. Um, you can go look at PA Football News, go check out the merch on Teespring, uh, support us on Patreon, all those good things. We'll have more of that stuff later at the end of the podcast. But first, Carter, I wanted to ask you how your first experience was at Fraser Commodore Field in Periopolis, Pennsylvania. That place is pretty cool. I mean... See, like where I'm from, that that's like a normal high school football field. So, like, I don't know if they were you were asking me that in a way where I was like, you know, this place is a dump or like this. That's what that's what high school football is in Western Pennsylvania. It's a field painted like you know they go out there they just paint lines on a grass you know flat place on a you know sometimes not flat. It's not very flat, honestly. Oh, actually, <laughs> I've played on worse. Um, that's saying something, but you know. Night. It was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful night. A great football evening. It was like 65, 60 degrees. Got a little chill, you know. Just enough that, you know, you weren't freezing, but, you know, enough that you weren't sweating. So that was kind of nice, especially as we were going up and down the sidelines because neither team knew how to not turn over the football in the first half. Um, all, overall, I liked it. It was it was nice. Um, the band was playing. There was people high, uh, outside the fences you know, screaming inside the game. They did allow fans. I think they allowed probably 250. They didn't allow a lot. Um, Ligonier Valley brought fans that were on the outside outside fence that they were screaming and yelling. Um, overall, that was a pretty cool experience, though. I liked I liked, I liked it. It's high school football. That might be a trend we're starting to see because I saw there was a bunch of Central fans that were outside of um, 
Wash High Stadium that were just on the side without without the stands. That this is just a fence and then trees, and they were in the trees. And that might be become a trend we're seeing, where other teams' fans just pack a bus and go sit outside of the fence. Um, Could you imagine yeah. seeing an opposing team bring a bus and then like go to West Green and have their whole like fan base? On the train trestle That's what I was that say. runs Imagine by like the, the runs by the north end zone at West Green. That'd be think, hilarious. Do you think West Green could get their student section up there? I mean, I mean, maybe not the school themselves, but I'm sure the students. Could yeah, student do led that. because I don't think yeah. the school's going to endorse right, the, the students right, going to stand yeah. on the trestle. Well, I, I, need, I know a couple of buddies I went to high school with were up there for the Maple Town game. It's not that hard. I've, I've been, always, I've I've been always wanted there. to watch a game up there. I've been up there. Never for a game. I've just been up there. There like, might be some lawsuits attached to that if it ever happened. Or I, I'd like to. I'd like to catch a game up there. Up yeah, there. It'd, be maybe, uni- it'd be unique. Maybe, maybe, maybe this Thursday night. Maybe. 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 If, I can show if you. You're how allowed to get in. There. <laughs> I, if you can show me how to get up. No, it's not inside the, the stadium. Off the book. Off the book. I can get up there. Okay, off the book. You're gonna you're gonna take me and um, Joseph up there. Well, I mean, uh, I I am announcing the game for Green Sports, but I mean, you yeah, might get sure. better signal up there anyway. You, you might could. actually. You probably could. Um, Is that the most iconic stadium feature that we have? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, network? definitely not. Bell Vernon just having an all gold turf field. Yeah, or McGuffey having a you know two tone grain. I'm outside um, of the turf. Is that the most iconic? Like, um, I mean, I haven't been to every stadium. Yeah, but I would say probably. That's the one as far as what I know. I don't know a heck of a lot because I haven't been to a lot of stadiums around here yet. That's I would probably. Say, I would say. I mean, I've been to a majority, pretty much every century in um, Tri County South Stadium. I would say. I mean, I'm trying to think of one, and I can't, so... I'm trying to think of one maybe up where I'm from that might be pretty cool. Um, our One of our biggest rivals, Brookville, has uh, Interstate 80 about 40 yards away from the football field. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Wash High's nice up on and the loud. hill. Wash High's up on the hill from I-70. But, I mean, like, you can't tell. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even, like... I mean, we dro- we go off I seventy, but we you can't see it from I seventy. You can't. No, see you can see I-70 the lights. You can it. see the stadium lights. That's it. All right, let's get into some previews here. Um, I'm sure that this topic will arise later, either in the comments or whatever. Um, I'm I'm gonna play the role of skeptic here as we jump into our first preview. I'm a West Green faithful, and I say that there's You're no a West way. Green faithful. Yeah. No, I'm, You're talking I'm, to alums listen, here, girls. I am playing the role of the skeptic, okay? And I'm giving you guys this is a, this is a judge and jury type thing. I, I'm a West Green faithful. I think West Green destroys Avella. I'm giving you two guys the opportunity c- to convince me the other way that Avella is red hot and they're going to take down West Green this Thursday. Yeah, Avella's red hot, and they've beaten the two worst teams in the Tri-County South up to this point. West Green rolls. You're not playing the role of what the the idea well, is that gonna you're going to... I'm not going to lie to my viewers here. Carter, are you going to take the role of Avella diehard right now? Um, no. Um, see, like I said, you're talking to two West Green alums between me and Jeremiah, so... I'm not going to pick against my hometown boys. For so. further notice, everyone, Carter actually graduated from Punxsutawney area. He's just a, he's just an accepted. We've accepted. I'm an honorary honorary graduate. Yeah, <laughs> I was part of the honorary graduate program at West Green. Okay, um, but seriously though, can Avella? Is there a path you guys see that Avella can win this game? Um, yes, absolutely. Maybe. Absolutely. Good, yeah, okay. so yeah, it's my team. I'm going to. But no. Yes. But anyway, all jokes aside, no, I can't see a valley coming in to Rogersville and really pulling this one off. Uh for those that don't know, obviously you probably do know, the California West Green game was cancelled last Friday. West Green had two confirmed cases in uh the West Green school district. Um just two confirmed cases, that's all I know. I um, now Brian Hansen has come out and said that it wasn't in the football team or the athletic department. So there's that. Now, West Green did return to practice today. West Green returns to in-person classes tomorrow. So, really just two days of practice to get ready for our Vela team, who, yes, is 2-0. and Yes, their two wins were against Manesson and Jeff Morgan, who are on the downturn right now. But 
those are two teams that we didn't think men, or excuse me, we didn't think Avella would beat this year. So I mean, the Avella Eagles have already proved twice that they've beaten teams that we thought were much better than them, much better. But uh, Avella's coming in, quote unquote, hot, and West Green's cold right now. They haven't had a practice in a week until today, and two day turnaround to get ready for Avella. Um, you know, that might pose uh, some trickery, but I, I still think West Green I still think West Green pulls away. I think there's too much of a talent gap more than anything in this game and uh, whether it's two days notice or two hours notice, I think West Green still pulls away easily. All I'm saying is that Avella in their last eight quarters has only allowed twelve points. Yeah, but look at the quality of offense that they're playing. I I know, but I'm just Jonathan saying that Wolf throwing is, that out Jonathan there. Jonathan right Wolf for Jefferson has just disappeared. And Manesson's still finding their way right now. And, and Manesson's Man- Manesson also has Manesson, a freshman quarterback. It, yes, and Manesson is improving because I mean they get they gave it everything they had against a very good Bentworth team. I mean, you could also look at that game the other way and say that maybe Benworth isn't as good as we thought. Ah, uh, yeah, I still think Benworth has two. In- I still think Benworth has one of the best one-two punches, though, in Patrice and Kavanaugh. But we'll get to that e- later. Either way, we're getting completely off-topic. Uh, let's pick surprise. this game. Uh, West Green are favorites by thirteen at home, and I'm going to take the over. Although I don't, I think Avella's defense is pretty strong at West Green. It's just, they're just a better team. And Avella ha- hasn't proved enough against weaker opponents to convince me that West Green isn't going to win this game. West Green wins 34-8. to I'm taking the over. Dub G rolls. They're the better blue and yellow team. Am I allowed to pick this game, or am I like Kirk Herbstreit on college games? Pick day? it. I can't pick it since I'm calling it. Am I allowed to pick it? Growls, it's your call. Just pick it. I mean, it doesn't. Right. It's not like you're going to. Off gonna, the books. Off the books. You're picking off this the game. Books, yeah. It's not like people are going to hear you on the radio and be like, that guy picked against Avella. He's yeah, biased or something. Like, no, I got you. Know, you. Not that you're care. already biased enough that you graduated yeah, from right, the high school. Right. You know. But anyway, yeah. no, I think West Green, like I mentioned, I think there's too much of a gallant. Or a gallant. I think there's too much of a talent gap uh, between these two teams. Um, like I said, West Green only two days notice. I think it'll be close at first, though. I think West Green is going to have to kind of, you know, shake the rust off and uh, get into it. But I think they pull away in the second half. I go West Green on the over. You know, before right. we move on, too, I was thinking of something. You know who the West Green-California game being canceled hurts the most? Um, I th- I did. Develop. Are you going to say California? No. I think it hurts Bentworth the most. I think it hurts Bentworth for the fact that, you know, Bentworth is vying... Like, this makes the Bentworth-Carmichael's game just that much more important because this is just going off what we expected heading in where Carmichael's West Green, California would be the big three and, you know, Bentworth would have to pull off the upset on one of those teams. Well, you know, West Green and Cal, obviously there's going to be a loser in that game. So with with either one of those teams not getting a loss there... That hurts Bentworth in the end, I feel, more than anyone because Bentworth would need them to lose. You know, you know they, would need, yeah. they would need a loss in there. You know, West Green could lose to Carmichael's and Carmichael's could lose to California. Well, if it would matter because if Bentworth loses to Carmichael's, then, Car- the, the, you know, the, I just think Bentworth yeah. is, I think Bentworth's the real loser in California and West Green not playing. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. That comes out with the assumption, though, that this game isn't going to be made up. It can't be. It, it can't be because that, that it ran into a situation. So apparently there's a new rule with COVID-19 and everything. Um, and this has happened even a, the top classification with Baldwin at 6A. They've ran into it because they've had some COVID. Um, they've had some COVID cases pop up. Uh, you can't play more than two games. You can't play multiple games within a five-day span. So that's it's physically impossible with how the season is right now. So that's the big problem right now, and that's what ran into. And I believe West Green had like three games within a 10-day radius of each other, so it just can't work out. So there won't be West Green of California right now unless rules change. Man, how interesting is it going to be at the end of the year if we see Carmichael's beat both West Green and California and then West Green and California both beat everyone else? Like that seems kind of likely right now if we're looking at the schedule. 
who gets into the playoffs in that second spot? What if, what if what Jefferson if Morgan. what if well what if what, what if Cal and West Green win out the rest of the way and they're both undefeated section co co section champs because they didn't play each other? It's ridiculous. Yeah, how would you, you like? How would you do the? You would like and like. What if they tie in Gardner points? You'd have to do the whole coin flip situation with both schools have been into. But that's down the line. We'll get to the previews for this week. But that's just something to think about. All right, let's jump into some century action here with our full previews. Again, we we do full previews for like three games, and then we do picks against the spread for the rest. Um, three most interesting games. The second of three is Frazier at McGuffey, I said. Um, when you look at the century, I mean, there's not a lot of other games that are probably going to be closer than this one. And uh, Frazier might be struggling in this one, although we thought this might be a little bit more competitive, and that comes with the injury of quarterback Braden Boggs. Um, you look at that offense, and obviously it's very Kenny Fine reliant, but Braden Boggs definitely had a place in it. Uh, what's that offense going to look like now that they got Dom Dorcone at quarterback, but, you know, he threw a pick six on his first pass. What's he going to look like in that offense um, following that injury? I, I think Carter can answer this one first here. Um, they're going to be very run heavy. Um, actually, he, the backup, um, well, how do you say his name again? Dom Dorcone. Dorcone. Um, Dorcon. <clears throat> I don't know. Dorcon, Dorkin, I don't know how to say it. Um, he came in, actually, late in the game, he also left, he hobbled off with an injury. Now, I don't know the severity of it. I'm sure he's probably going to start. Didn't seem like it was too, too serious. He kind of went off on his own power. Brayden Box told me that everyone would be back except for him. And yeah, I, I assumed he was also he was going to play, but they were pretty run heavy in the second half, um, especially after they they came in. He came in as fourth down to 19, and really they should have just punted the football away. Instead, they they made a, I think a, a bad play call and they tried to throw it deep to a defense that's already expecting a pass with a backup quarterback. And it went about as well as you'd expect. So I think from the rest of the game, they pretty much handed the ball off. Um, so I think it's going to be a very, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game between McGuffey and Frazier. You know McGuffey likes to run the football. Um, Frazier's definitely going to try to do that. It's going to, it's going to be a, a ground and pound kind of game. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think Frazier losing their starting quarterback. Now, don't get me wrong, Dakota's going to get a lot of first-team reps, all the first-team reps, pretty much this week of practice. Um, so, you know, maybe that week of practice build his confidence up. But he's going to see a way better team than Ligonier Valley. Um, and he's going to see a little, lot better defensive backcourt in McGuffey's than um, Ligonier Valley. So, um, just going to be – it's going to be tough for Frazier. But I, I think I still think it should be a solid game, though. I, I think it would be – I mean, this game right now is for first place in the century. So, this is this is a huge game with playoff implications. And then, when you're looking at the last two games from McGuffey's defense, uh, they allowed what? It was seven to six, right, against Wash High. Correct. So they allowed six. They allowed six points last week, and they play. They who did they play last week? I cannot remember McGuffey's schedule. Charleroi. 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 And what was the score of that game? Forty to six. Forty to six. Forty to six. Okay. So how? So looking at McGuffey's defense now, are they too good to be stopped? Like, even though Kenny Fine has you know is on Frazier is Frazier going to be able to create that much offense because you know we saw them do this against Wash High's offense and there's no reason why they wouldn't be able to do it against Frazier's offense even with Kenny Fine I, th I think they'll be able to shut down um Frazier for the most part I mean even <clears throat> you know, even with going Kenny Fine and uh Braden Boggs were in the lineup uh, Friday night, you know, Ligonier Valley, they allowed, it was 13 nothing early, but I mean, from really about the second quarter, you know, after the first quarter on, I mean, that whole entire second quarter, Ligonier Valley's defense is playing very well. Um, that's a testament that I think what Ligonier Valley is definitely a team that a lot of people, they saw they got blown out in week one, they go, you know, this team ain't ready for this, they're young. But I'll tell you what, I think Ligonier Valley in a couple of years will be a team to reckon with, especially with all this young talent. But that's a little off the point. Uh, you know, I think I think that McGuffey will be able to handle them with with or without, you know, Kenny Fine um, or Braden Boggs. I think I think they'll be able to shut them down, especially through the air. Yeah, I think that McGuffey secondary is just that good. And um, now, good move wrong. Wash High, Carter and I were both at that game. Wash High had their opportunities against McGuffey. 
um, just didn't punch it in, whatever it was turnovers or just not getting, you know, a fourth, a fourth and one from the four. <laughs> so, you know, just uh, McGuff, watch I had their chances, but that McGuffey defense is very good. And as I mentioned, um, not having arguably your best player and your quarterback, Braden Boggs, that's going to hurt them. It's going to show early and often and the McGuffey secondary will, um, if Frazier does come out and still, you know, have confidence in uh, the backups to throw the ball, um, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a field day out there for the McGuffey secondary. And in that spirit, let's pick this one. McGuffey are 18 point favorites, and I am going to take the over. Um, I think this is a big offensive standout appearance for McGuffey. Is this is where they really put it all together against an opponent that. Frazier's defense, they're not slackers. Like, they're still there. Um, and I think they, I think McGuffey really comes out and pulls away in this one. So I got the over. Uh, I'm going to follow suit with you. I'm going to take the over. From what I saw, you know, especially in the second half last week, um, that Frazier defense, I mean, Ligonier Valley was just grinding out, grinding out first downs. And, you know, I think the speed getting to the outside will really help McGuffey. Um, a lot of those veer options, if they get to the pitch read, I think I think you're going to see a lot of big runs out of McGuffey, and I think that's going to lead to a lot of points. So I'm going to take McGuffey. I'm going I'm to take the by about 30 points. Yeah, I agree. McGuffey on the over. Look for that McGuffey triple option offense to go over 300 yards rushing. And then our final full preview of the night. It's the game that we've all been waiting for. The game that we won't be covering, unfortunately, this weekend uh, due to some just... I, this game is going statewide on PCN, so that's going to require a lot of uh, coverage from, you know, camera guys and stuff like that. So there won't have enough room for us there. But either way, I'm sure this is going to be a highly attended event as fan-wise. Uh, Bell Vernon at TJ. TJ opens as nine-point favorites over the Leps. Is this... Finally, the year the Leopards put it all together. They got a dynamic quarterback. They have Cole Lightman, who's maybe one of the best linebackers in the state now. Um, Dane Anden is a dynamic runner. They they have the weapons now. Do they finally have the weapons now to compete with TJ? I don't think they do. I don't. I just I I want to. I want to. I really do. But this is Thomas Jefferson we're talking about. You know, it's different when you talk about McKeesport or any of these other teams. Until they do, which I mean, I, I'm not going to choose them to win this game. But until until they do, I can't I can't go against TJ until TJ loses. Yeah. So coming into this year, I think we all know that I was pretty high on TJ. The returning state champs and everything. They have arguably, if not the best coach in the WPIL ever the best right now Bill Chirpeck um, three state titles and God knows how many Whippeal titles he's up to now um, and that's been the big question you know just will Bell Vernon um, be able to be TJ you know is this the year with all that being said you know this year I predicted Bell Vernon to be third actually I put McKeesport above them they proved me wrong and I picked TJ to be first so with all that being said, I am going with the Leopards, pulling off the upset. I am taking the under. I am taking the Bell Vernon Leopards. This is the year of the Leopards. They are the big cat in the big eight now. They are the big cat in all of 4A. I'm going Bell Vernon big. 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 Aren't they on the road too? Yep, at TJ. At they're TJ. Gonna, they're going to sneak in there under the prom. I'm going Bell Vernon. I'm going the laps. Going laps. You know what? Props to you for you know, making a pick. Going laps. You know. Going laps. They've proved me wrong once. I'm going with them again. They got my back. I can tell. Cole Waitman's the best linebacker in the state of Pennsylvania. You heard it here first. And I mean that. That kid is incredible. And he's not the only one either. That, that He's not the only one. He's just the leader of that defense. But I'm go I'm going laps, going to West Jefferson Hills and pulling off the upset. You know, I'm really feeling the vibe you're putting out here, Jeremiah. And I was about to really com go numbers and compare, you know, the two blowout wins they had against West Mifflin and say that, well, 
you look at the score and, you know, Thomas Jefferson scored like six more points against West Mifflin, and that says that they're better. But, um, man, Jake Pugh is starting his third game at quarterback, and I know everybody is saying that he's the next great one as far as Western Pennsylvania quarterbacks and how awesome he's appeared in his first two games. But you go against a linebacker who's able to make the reads that Cole Waitman did against McKeesport, and I saw it firsthand. He did not make a wrong read against the Tigers, you know, triple option offense, which he had not faced before. You go against a linebacker like that, and you're bound to have problems. And we haven't seen what Jake Pugh's reaction is going to be when he faces a linebacker of that caliber, when he faces defense the caliber Belverin has. And I, that's why I'm going to go with you, Jeremiah, and go with the under and win for the Leopards. HML. This is where one of you guys tries to argue with me that I'm wrong, but apparently one of you guys are you, on my side. You know, you know I'm not going to flip my picks, but I, I, I just – I can't choose against the defending champs until it was hard you know. for me. It was hard for me. It really no, was. Listen, but I want. I want. I want to make the trendy. It's the year pick. of the leopard. It's the year of the leopards. I want to make the trendy pick. You know, if this game was on the gold turf, if it was at the beach, you know, I might. I might jump on the leopard bandwagon. But I mean, are you guys. Are you guys both going to go against the defending state champions, the best coach in WPIL? Yeah, it's, it's I, I just. Yeah, it's I, hard I, I to just do that. Said, I just said I did. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard, it's hard for me to go against them. I don't we'll know. See. I don't know. I'm feeling it. I mean, go, go left. I know there's. Two, I know there are two different teams, but I I was at this game last year at Heinz Field actually when they played for the championship, and then, I mean, Belvernia you could tell was a good team, but they were not. They they didn't belong in the same field last year in the WPL championship. It was just now obviously it's high school football and the teams change drastically throughout you know year to year, but you know, I don't know if they got that much better. We will see. I, I'm banking on the fact of the inexperience that Jake Pugh has. Obviously, this is third week starting, and he hasn't really faced a real defense yet. So we'll. I, I think we'll see what what he's gonna how his reaction is gonna be against Belvern because I think some people are kind of overlooking what that aspect of it because you know they're looking at Jake Pugh and they're saying, "Look at this great kid." I, I mean, he's obviously a really good quarterback. But I don't think he's faced the kind of pressure that Belvernon is going to bring him on Friday. So now we will move on to the real game of the week: um, Laurel Highlands at West Mifflin Titans. I put Laurel Highlands Highlanders in the notes, and I just realized my mistake. They're obviously the Mustangs. Um, obviously, <laughs> Laurel Highlands six-point favorites, mostly because they actually have a win under the belt, and West Mifflin doesn't have a point under their belt yet. Um, I am going to go with the under and win for West Mifflin here. I think even though the fact that they have, they don't have a point scored yet, Laurel Highlands defense scares me. Actually, they don't scare me. Why am I saying that? They only give up 12 points to Ringgold. Either way, I still think Nikai Johnson is going to put a pain on this Laurel Highlands defense because, you know, Laurel Highlands, they just don't have that same weight that West Mifflin does when you're looking in the trenches. So that's why I'm going with the Titans. Not so fast. I'm going to pull another Corso. I'm going against it. Give me Laurel Highlands. I think Rodney Gallagher will just do too much in this game. I think he's going to really turn a lot more heads. I've been saying that all year. He's going to continue to do that. Speaking of Rodney Gallagher, he picked up his seventh Division One basketball offer today from Wake Forest. So I think he might be even in basketball and football scholarships so far. I think he might have seven each. So just a little nugget for you. But um, that's beside the point. He doesn't have an offensive line in front of him. Um, and he's going against one of the best pass rushers in the WPI on Kai Johnson, the pick commit. So give me the under. Give me the Titans. Um, I think they win big at home. Yeah, I think we're definitely on the same page here, Jeremiah. I, going back and looking at that Albert Gallatin tape was really eye-opening for me as far oh, as where just the world has. Just I bad. Mean, their, their offensive line is really, really depleted this N- year. N- Nakai Johnson might have five-plus sacks. I'm not even kidding. And we'll be there to cover it. Um, you can follow my Twitter for all those live tweets and highlights. So just a little self-plug there. Um now let's jump back into the Tri-County South for a little bit. Carmichael's at Bentworth. Um, we've been talking about how good Ben, how, well, 
mediocre Ben Ritt's offense has been lately, but how good their defense has been. Carmichael's 25-point favorites. That offense has been strong with Michael Stewart and Trenton Carter at the helm. Um, Benworth at home in that defense, I'm, I have to go with the under on this one. I know Carmichael's is hot, but um, something in my gut tells me that Benworth will keep this just under, but I still think Carmichael's pulls out with it. I'm going to agree with you. I, I have to take down. You're given 25 points is pretty generous. They've scored 40-plus in the last two weeks. I mean, against against Jefferson Morgan still, and I don't even know maybe, was it Mabletown they played last week. I mean, who's Bentworth played? Who who'd Bentworth beat last week? Barely. Well, I, I mean, I'm just saying that. I mean, it doesn't. I'm not just just you know going against the Carmichael's team, but I mean, I was on some pretty bad offensive high school football teams, and even the worst teams we still somehow scored 40 points on. So, um, nothing against Carmichael's. I just think Bentworth is. I, I still think Carmichael's wins pretty you know carefree, but Bentworth will keep it within 25. Yeah, I agree. I still th- I, I still pick the Mikes, though. Benworth's offense has been underwhelming this year, considering what I would be uh, what I thought coming into the year. And I, I think that I think the size differential for the Bearcats and Mikes really shows. But I think the Mikes win by three touchdowns. But I I think I don't I don't see them winning by more than twenty five. And then in our next Tri-County South game of action here, uh, California on the road against Mapletown. I feel bad for Mapletown fans because we're not talking about their boy, Landon Stevenson, enough. But Ah! (laughs) they have not played a lot of even competition so far this year. And they're Um, not this Friday. No, I think California just runs all over this Mapletown team. This game is going in the 50s, maybe even 60s, uh, over easily. I think you should, instead of... Make it 28 points total. I think you should just be like you could do like 28 points in the first half. Um, and I really feel bad because I just like I trash on Maple Town and some of these really bad Tri County South teams. But I mean, how can I not choose the over on this game? I mean, how can I not? I mean, like I said, until someone proves me otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep keep going against some of these schools. Yeah, I talked to Damani Stafford after last week. He finding out that the game was postponed or was postponed at the time, canceled now against West Green. Um, so Cal's been practicing. Obviously, they weren't the reason for the game being postponed. It was West Green having the cases. Uh, so Cal's been practicing. They've been hungry. Um, and they're just going to come out and they're going to run all over the Maples. Um, I look for Damani Stafford to have a huge game, um, as well as the California offense taking the over big time. I think Cal exceeds 28 points by the first quarter. So it's going to be mercy rule early and often. And then our final Tri-County South game here. This is an intriguing one, actually, mainly because these two teams might be the two worst teams in the Tri-County South. And of where this game is being played, John F. Wiley Stadium, home of the Waynesburg Yellow Jackets, who are orange. Um, uh, we're not going to be covering this game, even though it's at Waynesburg, because Adam Morganti at WTAE is having a whole crew and doing their fun things down there. But Manesson are three-point favorites right now. That defense is humming, and I've been seeing a lot on Jefferson Morgan's side to tell me that their offense is going to outscore Manesson, even though Manesson's offense has also been pretty underwhelming. But I like the youth that Manesson has. I feel like they're building a culture there that – that's something. I mean, we've seen them improve from week one to week two, so I think we see that head into week three, and I'm I'm taking the over with Manesson. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I I feel bad. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. This might be one of those games where I say it's going to be like eight to six or like six to nothing. It might be one of those games, but uh, I'm going I'm to take Manesson 14 to six. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking like... I'm thinking like eight to. I'm thinking like eight to six as well. Um, that would be the under. That'd be an under. That's why I know. Three. I know. I know. That's what I'm thinking. I think it's going to be an under. I think it's going to be that close a game, but I think it's going to be so low scoring. Um, so with that being said, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Greyhounds, but the under. Um, Manesson is improving. They held a very good Benworth offense. At least that's what we thought. You know, only 14 points. Um, and Jefferson is just very – they should have beaten Novella, hands down. Um, and Jonathan Wolf has just fallen off the face of the earth this year as far as production. 
and I think Manessin just has the better athletes. So I'm gonna take the Greyhounds, eight to six. Mark it down. Put it on paper. Call uh, it we now. Al- we also forgot to mention um, the loss of Jefferson Morgan's quarterback in this game too. So that might play a little bit factor as well against that strong defense. Um, let's move into the inner. Uh, I, I'm gonna stop saying interstate century. Um, Elizabeth Forward at Beth Center, 28-point favorites, the max point spread for Elizabeth Forward. Give me the over for whatever Elizabeth Forward's mascot is. <laughs> They're the Warriors. Mm-hmm. How how original, the Warriors. Um, Yeah, this is just an over. I, 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 it's a mismatch. You know. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. I, 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 nothing else to say about that. Yeah, Elizabeth Forward rolls. Uh, they got an All-State Division One defensive end, Chase Watton. He's going to be tearing up the best center line. He's going to be all over Colby Coons, and it's just not going to be a pretty day for Bulldogs. Um, Elizabeth Forward rolls. I'm taking the over. Just a quick question about this game. Beth Center and Brownsville, obviously Brownsville played Elizabeth Forward last week, and they rolled Brownsville like 42 nothing, 35 nothing, something like that. Um, oh, if Beth Center and Brownsville played, who would win that game? Brownsville so think, rolled. Brownsville yeah. rolled. So I'd, yeah. If Brownsville was in the century, they'd be the third best team in this conference. I, think, I don't know about that. I think yeah. Frazier might have a say about that. But. Uh, well, Frazier doesn't have their quarterback, and they got an injured – their best athletes injured. So uh, I think I'm going to say something about that. So, I mean, I was at the Brownsville-Frazier game last year, and – that was ugly in the Brown on Brownsville side, so that's why I would argue Frazier right now. But I could see I can see your argument where Brownsville is right now. I know their new head coach has things going in the right direction over there. Um, let's jump into one of the more intriguing games in the Century side. Washai visiting Chartiers Houston. Washai twenty-seven point favorites. Their fifty-five nothing blowout against. Um, Waynesburg Central last week was quite the statement made after the McGuffey lost. And then Chargers Houston making a statement of their own, beating Beth Center on the road, I think. Um, 21-6. 27-point um, favorites. I think I got the under, because Chargers Houston's defense is kind of underrated. And the Washai might be looking ahead right now uh, for this game. Just kind of peaking past the sheet and looking at the playoffs a little bit, looking at their big 55 nothing loss, maybe some you know backups playing most of this game anyway, so I got the under for this one for the Bucks. This is high school football. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. The good teams win by a lot. I'm taking Wash High. I want to I choose Chartier's Houston to cover the spread. I really do. You know I love Always picking for them, but you know, Wash High is going to win this game, forty-two nothing, forty-nine nothing, somewhere in that ballpark of forty plus. Yeah, you just mentioned the rich getting richer, Jeremiah, and uh, you know, how about that Cannon Mac transfer to Charlie's Houston, eh? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I still don't think it's going to make much of a difference. Yeah, I agree. I, I just, I, I don't see. I think the reason Char Houston beat Beth Center the way they did, I think they were a good size matchup. Uh, Char Houston just doesn't really have the size as a double-A team. They'd be a great team in the Tri-County South. Um, but they match up very well with Beth Center. Um, and, but they don't match up very well with Wash High at all. Uh, not that many teams do. But with that being said, I think Wash High wins easily. I think Wash High wins over 27 points. I think this is another 55 nothing, 55 to 6 game. And then sort of in the same vein that Maness and Jefferson Morgan was for the Tri-County South, we get Charleroi and Waynesburg Central. Um, the two teams I would say that are probably at the bottom of the century right now, um, even though both could still make their case for a playoff spot if they pull a couple wins against Beth Center, or Char- Charleroi's case against Beth Center um, and Charter Houston for both of them. But um, Waynesburg Central, six-point favorites at home. Both teams have looked pretty bad against stronger opponents this season. Um, I have no idea where to go on this one. I'll let you guys go first. Chase Hankins. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's my pick. Waynesburg Central. 
I'm definitely not pulling for the hometown team. I think that they are better than Charleroi. I truly do think they're going to be better than Charleroi. You know, giving them six points, that's kind of disrespectful on Chase Hankins. I think Chase Hankins will make the extra point to make it a seven-point win. So, I'm taking the over. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think both these teams are bad, but I think... I think Wayne's put it politely. <laughs> I, well, I, do, I think both these teams are very bad. Um, and that's sad because I had Waynesburg going third in this conference coming into the season. I was really high on Waynesburg. I don't know why now, but I was. But anyway, I think Darnell Johnson has kicker. a re- – Well, I didn't even know he was going to be on the team at that point when I was covering. But anyway, um, Darnell Johnson has a big game for the Raiders. Um, and, yeah, they got the over. They got the over. Waynesburg. Chase Hankins has a 55-yarder in this game, calling it now. I think I think Central wins 14 to seven. I'm thinking like 21, 13. Listen, you guys are making excellent points, and I I like Jeremiah's point about Darnell Johnson, but I think you guys are overlooking one key player for on Charleroi's side, and that's Brendan Shannon. And that's yeah, a guy right, that we I haven't did. mentioned a lot on this podcast, but he's probably their best player. And I like him versus Darnell Johnson. I think that he's a di- – him going against the secondary and the defense for Waynesburg Central is dangerous because Waynesburg Central doesn't have much of a defense or secondary. Um, so that's why I'm going to take Charleroi here just with the under and win. But I still think it's a pretty close game. All right, moving on now to the – um, boy, I'm having a big brain fart. The Big Eight, um, the Trinity Hillers at McKeesport. Tr- McKeesport, eleven and a half point favorites. Trinity, that game was a little bit closer against Thomas Jefferson in the first half. Of course, Thomas Jefferson doing Thomas Jefferson things, pulling away. Um, Trinity on the road against McKeesport. McKeesport having their third straight home game. Um, I like I like Trinity's defense. I think they're a little bit plucky. I think that they could maybe threaten for a playoff spot. The Hillers could at the end of this year, and this is a game where they might kind of put their foot in the sand and say, we're not going to get completely rolled over by that triple option offense. Um, That's why I'm going to go slightly under on the 11.5. So I'm going to go with Trinity. I know you guys are both going to laugh at that. (laughs) Did you just take Trinity? Yes. When you, I, when you like this, this is the equivalent of a softball spread. The way that you gave us eleven, like you're only giving, tri- like, McKeesport will cover that by half time. Like it not even ha- end of the first quarter. I think McKeesport, like, McKeesport might run for three hundred and fifty yards this game. I know you're so high on the Trinity Hillers, you know, defense because they only allowed fifty one last week. But um, McKeesport will, will find a way to win this game by a lot. It's not even going to be close. Like, McKeesport, that triple option with Assad Robinson, and uh, it, it's could, just not going to be close. You could have put it's the spread at close. 28, and I probably would have took the over as well. I think, yeah, this, will, I I think, think this would be a higher scoring game. So yeah, I, for Ma- yeah, for at, McKeesport. Yeah, yeah, McKeesport. Yeah, McKeesport will have... So Assad Robinson at, will be in a t-shirt, or he'll be in a hoodie on the sideline in the third quarter because this game's going to be out of hand. I'm looking at Drew Kane. I'm looking at Micah Finley. I'm looking at Caden Colson. I'm looking at Tyshawn Lax. Well, you can look um, at them. Okay. I'm t- looking at Assad Robinson. Well, you can look at them weeping at halftime when they're getting demolished by the Tigers' triple option. So, I, I'm I'm saying I have a little bit of faith in Trinity this week. That's it shows their spread. I mean, I thought you were giving them enough faith when you gave them 11 and a half points. But to take the under is even even is even worse. See what they did to Ringgold in week one? Wow, Ringgold. Oh yeah, even, wow. even Lowell Highlands <laughs> beat them. Oh, my. Oh, gross, gross, we'll see. Gross. We'll see. The best, Joe Montana, if he played at this current age, would still be the best player on that team. That's probably true, honestly. <laughs> um. Yeah, let's move on to Ringgold, though, as our final one. Now, I don't know. Listen, I don't know if Albert Gallatin is playing this game or not because Uniontown is having – there's weird things going on at Uniontown. Apparently, Uniontown is going to play some conference teams and some not. Obviously, not Trinity. Um, so, Uniontown might be playing Ringgold, or Albert Gallatin might be playing Ringgold. So, I'm going to go with Albert Gallatin on this one just because, like, Max perhaps is having an aneurysm with what Uniontown is going through. So, Albert Gallatin on their schedule says Ringgold. So, I'm going to go with 
um, that. Either way, Albert Gallatin over. They got this like 250-pound running back that just demolishes people. They're running the triple option now. It, they're having fun. So go with Albert Gallatin on this one. It doesn't matter what team shows up to play Ringgold. They're still going to win by more than 17 points. Unless it's Uniontown. <laughs> like, no, I still, I'm still taking Uniontown. Give me I, I, either, either one. Wow, Uniontown. <laughs> either has one. Won a Uniontown what? hasn't won a game. This in is like the year. Years. This is the year. It's 2020. No. Anything can happen. No, no. Yes. Not Uniontown winning a football game. Yes. No. You heard it here uh, first. Ag rolls over. Not even close. If 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 Uniontown plays Ringgold, Ringgold over. I'll take 28. Times three, if Ringgold plays Uniontown, this so. is the year Ringgold will lose to Uniontown. You're an idiot. <laughs> hey, I, at least I didn't. I, at least I didn't choose Trinity to cover an eleven half point spread. So, <laughs> well, I didn't right. either. <laughs> All right, let's get with the. Um, let's go on with the Amigo watch here. Um, we're gonna name our three guys. Our one each, three guys total. Um, which guys that we think are worth watching this weekend, who we think is going to be our players of the week at the end of Friday night. I'll let you guys go first. Asad Robinson will run for 235 yards to f- Friday night. Wow. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think he'll have a big game, 235 yards. 235 and That's out. a big number. Out after quarter number three. I take it back. I mean, He'll be in a hoodie on the fourth quarter. I mean, I haven't checked up on this. Isn't he still injured? I'm not completely sure, but he's going to come <laughs> out regardless. Put him in crutches. He'll do it. Okay. Um, How about this? Just give me just give me the primary ball carrier for McKeesport on Friday night. We'll have 235 yards. You could just say Kanye Thompson, and that would be fine. Him. Kanye Thompson. Okay. Jeremiah. Uh, um, I'm still like I'm still like in shock that Carter picked Uniontown to beat Ringgold. Um, no, but anyway, my amigo watch. Um, I called him the best linebacker in the state of Pennsylvania earlier in the show, and I I'm gonna stick to that. I think Cole Waitman is on amigo watch. I am putting him on amigo watch this week. I think he has a 20 t- plus tackle night in West Jefferson Hills and. It's going to be a low-scoring affair if you're Thomas Jefferson because the Leps are winning big. Go Leps. It's the year of the Leopards. And I, I think Cole Wademan has a huge night. I, I think he's just all over the field. I'm calling it 20-plus tackles. And uh, he's going to get a fumble in there, too. He's going to get a fumble, forced fumble in there, too. It's going to be a it's going to be a good night to be a Leopard. Originally in this one, I was going to go with Jared Johnson out of McGuffey over the Frazier defense, but you know what? I have been eight since one. I had to go get my battery replaced this morning. It's been a long day. I'm a little crazy. I took Trinity in the under against McKeesport on a 12-point spread, and you know what? It is the season for doubling down, so I'm going to go with my Amigo watch, Drew Kane, out of the Trinity Hillers. I'm crazy. <laughs> Unreal. All right. Do you guys have anything else to say before we plug this podcast away? Yeah, Uniontown should just go on a bye week for the rest of the season. I w- I, they basically were going to do that until a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. They should have just stayed that. I have I haven't heard anything any news out of Uniontown like they they said they were going to play and then nothing else came out of it. So, I don't know who they're playing. Like, they might just show up to games. They might just show up to Trinity on October 9th hoping to play, and Wash High also shows up, and they're like, hey, we're here. I don't I don't know what Uniontown is doing. Like, if you look on their schedule, it's still the same as it was. So, we I guess we'll find out, like, if Uniontown just shows up to a Uniontown place. will win a game this year at some point. Against who? Yeah, if they play Uniontown <laughs> if they Elementary. Play, if, they, if they have an inter-squad scrimmage, they'll win. Or if they play Ringgold. They're not playing Well, I guess they could play they Ringgold. They could play Ringgold. They, they might know. just show up to Ringgold this weekend and listen, Albert Galton's all there. All I'm going to say is that There's this week, all, listen, 
All I'm going to say is this weekend they will not lose to Ringgold. I, they might not play them, but they're not going to lose to Ringgold this weekend. That's a bold prediction right bold there. Bold prediction. They will not lose to Ringgold, whether they play them or not. Um. Yeah. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I, they're not going to lose to Ringgold if they don't play them. But exactly. I'm gonna, That's my point. I'm not going to go the other way on that one because I still think Uniontown is a rough watch right now. Um. Yeah. Jeremiah, any final words? Um. Uh, yeah, I just think it's the year of the Leps, just the Leopards. Uh, but I, I think this is a really good weekend. I think this is a really good weekend for high school football, uh, the best so far. I think there's a lot of good games, even the lower-tier games, quote-unquote. I think there are even matchups, a lot of even matchups this week. I think this will be a very good weekend uh, in the backyard for high school football. Absolutely. Go Chucks. Chucks play this Friday night as well. They play Carn City. It's a bit of a rivalry. They might win. They 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 honest last week they 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 came close. They've lost now twelve straight. Now, um, was well, a program we've lost now. Well, we lost the last six in my senior year, and then ten last. So they've lost eighteen straight coming into this game. Um, but they played the last week. They only lost by a touchdown, which is the closest margin since um I graduated. Uh, anyways, I think they're gonna win. They're gonna beat Carn City. So yeah, go Punks Tawny Chucks. I think Uniontown beats Punks Tawny. I think Uniontown will probably beat Punks Tawny. They should. They're definitely a much bigger school. We actually played them in basketball one time in a state championship. Not championship, a state playoff game. Uniontown's very good at basketball. Oh, they 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 kicked. They are you know what out of They are very good at basketball. Apparently, State College came out and said they're playing football, but they're still not in class, so I don't know how oh, that's going to work. Ooh, last thing, last thing. <laughs> Listeners, in the PA backyard, back to earlier in the podcast, drop the best pizza places in the backyard. Give us the name. Give us where it's at. The address would be perfect, but if not, give us the name, what town they're in, and we might just have we might just have to go and try it and then give it a rating. I also have a I have another request. Um, we were talking about uniqueness at high school football stadiums. Drop some features that are unique, whether it be the you know two toned turf or lack of nice grass or lack of you know stadium capacity, anything like that. Let us know. We'd love to hear it. Especially the pizza, though. That's all. I'm yeah, especially the pizza. or concession or concession food. concession stands food. Yeah, that's that big would be too. unreal. That's so the thing big is, right too. now with 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 the capacity levels, there's not been concession stands at a lot of these games. Especially if you're a fan of West Mifflin, because we'll be going there on Friday, and I want to know where uh, we can get the best pizza. Yeah, let us know where the best. Let us know where the best pizza places to get in your neighborhood or just wherever. Just just in the back. It has to be in the backyard though, because I want to know where the backyard. Because like that'd be that'd be a good off season topic where we just go, or like post COVID era. Hopefully that's sooner than later. Maybe the three of us go out. And we just try so We just make some. Pizza rankings. I think that'd be fun. That'd is is, is, is Grella gonna be as generous with his ratings as he is with the spread when it comes to Trinity? Or gosh, oh I, no, no, I don't, don't want to no. see him rate some. Pi- I, I don't really want to see him rank some pizza. <laughs> when when it's when it comes to pizza, I get serious. Grell's is a sloppy eater too. I've seen him go ham on some beehive pizza. Kid does not get. Oh, that was crap. chicken parm. Oh uh, no, I know, but I've seen you eat pizza too. That was yesterday, but I've seen you eat pizza. You you don't, man. He's, you just go all out, man. I want to get a chicken called pizza from Fat Angelo's right now. Like, I know some of you guys probably have never had that. I don't even know if any of you guys have had that. Oh, I've had, oh yeah, yeah. It yeah, is yeah. unreal. Now, Fat yeah. Angelo's is a chain, so it's not just in Waynesburg. The OG See, I wasn't Fat 100% Angelo's. sure of that. Yeah, the OG, the OG Fat Angelo's is actually in Masontown, PA, which that's on the other side of the river from Carmichael's. Masontown is actually in Albert yeah. Gallatin School District. Maple, it's where Mapletown is, basically. Yeah, um, Yeah, but it's an AG school district, Masontown is. The Chicken Club Pizza. My roommate put me on that. Shout out to Nicholas Callis. He's probably had one too many of those. But Mr. Keystone Oaks. With that being said, it it is it is spectacular. I mean, a hundred out of a hundred recommend. Did he go to Keystone Oaks? Yes, he did. Uh, that's why I said that. I, aren't they playing like Connellsville this week or something? I have no I idea. Know. I don't follow Keystone Oaks football. You know what Either I'm gonna way. do since since I brought up the Punxsutawney Chucks. 
We're gonna do the. I'm gonna add this to your, your to our picks. One game out of the District Nine. I'm going to make us to pick just because, you know, you guys are you guys cover this area. I look. I'm I'm starting just now starting to cover this area. So, I don't have as you know great of insight as some of you guys do. Jay, you grew up in this area. Girls, you do a lot of spare time in researching these teams. Not to say that I don't, but not on the you know landscape as much as you do. So, I'm gonna throw you guys a little out of. A little out of uh, your comfort level, and I'm going to throw in a, a random District Nine game each week, just one. So it, we'll I'll be, put, I'll make a spread too. We'll be picking some Du Bois action or something. Or it's they Du Bois. Du Bois. Um, they actually they they play Punxsy next week. I think it might be this. I don't know. I think I thought they play Carnegie City. Uh, regardless, I've done some outdoor painting at Treasure Lake before. Treasure guys. Lakes or Treasure Lake's pretty nice. Depending on what part of Treasure Lake you're at, you're at the very. And, nice and Andrew McCutcheon actually, believe it or not, Andrew McCutcheon had a house there in Treasure Lake. His his wife's actually from Dubois. When I painted over the summer, I got to paint our the owner of the apartment complex at State College. He lives in Treasure Lake, so we went to his house and we we painted. Yeah, I played I high stuck. school football with Ben Jackson. Wow! Wow! Mm. Um, that's my that's my cool note. Mm. Uh, my hometown is the home of a national holiday. So, what's the best pizza place in Punxsutawney? In Punxsutawney, oh my! So, we have a really like iconic place. Um, I'm not honestly the biggest fan of it. It's kind of like, oh, uh, what was the, the what's the place in Pittsburgh that has like the cold cheese, the cold toppings? Uh, what the, what's it called? Beto's, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, um, it's, it's like, a, it's like, like a lunchable on steroids. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, like, it's it's not like that, but, like, I'm saying on the level that its uniqueness is like that. It's it's more like kind of a sweet sauce pizza. It's really thin. The pepperoni's inside of the cheese. Um, it's called Laska's Pizza. Uh, I had some friends who used to work there. Um, a lot of people who are not from Punxsy like it a lot. It's not my personal favorite. I think my personal favorite has to be Punxsutawney Pizza, just because for the meme, my friends all work there and they hate it. They hate working clever, there. Clever name. Actually, no, it's it's actually hilarious. It's it's just really just called Punxsy Pizza. But anyways, the guy who owns it, um, the motto is "Think about pizza." That's that's the motto. You know, pretty dumb motto. But um, this is the same town that worships a groundhog. Yes. So I'm not yeah. really. No, not really listen, surprised. He used to, he used to own the the Fox chain in Punxsy, and he kind of got mad at them. And then they kind of like th- they decided to move out, and he kept like the where the Foxes was. He kept the the building that it was in. So Fox relo- Fox's Pizza relocated elsewhere, and he just started his own chain, which is now Punxsy Pizza. But it's literally like a. a like complete rip off of Punk's ta- or Fox's Pizza. Like we have like the Punk's Pizza has like wedgies. He just like he just literally just renamed every single thing on the like the menu. And instead of it being like the Big Daddy, it's just like it's called the, the Chief. Okay. <laughs> I think for a summer off season for the podcast, I think we should just have like instead of you know we have backyard PA football. I think we'd have backyard PA pizza. I think that's I'd what be, we should do in the off season. No, so we should just question. go to one local place in our town. So to you, it, you go to like a Waynesburg West Green place. Carter goes to a Funksy place. I go to no. A, I think we just. I think. Place. I think the three of us just got to go through all out the backyard and go to pizza places and try yeah, it out. Maybe get a couple a guests idea. on that. Uh, maybe get a couple guests. We'll film it and everything. We'll, we'll, we'll film it, give our just ratings. Just completely we'll rip maybe, off Barstool. Maybe, maybe we we'll get Dave Portnoy to come down. That'd be awesome. No, but maybe like maybe like a weekend. Girls, when have you, you ever know, said that Go up to West food. Mifflin, go Duquesne, maybe get Nakai Johnson on there. Maybe he shows us around, you know, the best pizza spot. What's his... You know, assuming, maybe Braden Boggs can take you on a date to the best pizza place in Pizza Periopolis. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. I think that'd be fun. Braden Boggs, really, Kenny Fine can we take should, you out on a date, I think, oh. girls. I think we should really look into doing this. Yeah, but to answer your question, the best best pizza place in Punxsy is Luigi's Pizza. Okay. It's pretty generic, but it's pretty good. Um, I'll answer this one quick for State College because uh, if you ask any Penn State student, well, any Penn State student I know, <laughs> Um, they're gonna say Snapped Pizza downtown is really good, even though that's a chain and it's not really unique and it's kind of like it's basically just a make your own pizza place and it's not 
it, it's it's creative in like the artistic way. But Home D um, is my favorite. Home D across from Ollie's and all them. It's it's probably the best pizza I've ever had. So that's mine. But if you want to send your favorite pizza to us from around the backyard, you should hit us up on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page, um, just about any social media besides Instagram because I don't know how to use that. If Carter, if you know how to use Instagram, you uh, can create a backyard BFL. I, page I do. It. It's not really that difficult. But <laughs> I'll just say, I, we could, if you've, we you've could figured out how to like record a podcast and upload that to streaming services, so. I'm sure we can figure out how to I mean, create a two-step Instagram page and throw our logo on a, you know, image and. I mean, I wouldn't really know what to post on there, and also I don't have enough time to do that. Um, you could <laughs> so, post your hype videos you post on Twitter. Um, true. you could, you know, post pictures from certain games. Um, coming soon, Instagram. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, we'll get right on that. Yeah, maybe and that might be a better way to interact with some of the players. They can give us some. We can do some like polls of like who like we can do um, fan picks of who they think is going to win. Yeah, on Instagram stories, that'd be a good idea. Right I'll after like I edit right. the fifth podcast of the week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So coming soon, pack your pay football Instagram. Maybe we'll see. Anyway, I'll probably forget by tomorrow morning. If you want to support the brand, you can go buy some merch on Teespring. It's pretty cheap, honestly. It really is cheap, and I just got mine the other day. I can't wait to be rocking it on the sidelines on a Friday night. Good quality gear, and like what Grell said, it's pretty cheap. So if you want to go you out, get? Some, um, I got a hoodie that has the logo on it that says I seventy nine. That's seventy nine for people in the back. Nathan Grella. <coughs> um, <laughs> what's what's and. What's, What's it's a, the, uh, I hate to interrupt, but what's, no the, what's the actual uh, website? It's just kind of a plug. Just search up Backyard Te- BF Football Teespring. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Because I, I don't have anything, to be honest with you. Yeah, so, so, I got a, so I got a black sweatshirt with our logo on it, with the blue outline of the, you know, the 79, uh, the I-79 Interstate logo, and I got the same design on a red long-sleeve shirt. So I'll be rocking that on the sidelines from now on. So I really look forward to that. And hopefully you guys can support us as well. Buy the gear. Like we said, super cheap. There's more than that. We got masks. We got fanny packs, just to name a few other unique items. So it'd be really cool if you guys could help support us. We'd really appreciate it. And it'd be awesome. And if things go right, maybe we can take a very social distance photo and tag you and post it on Twitter and eventually Instagram. Maybe the Instagram, yeah. Yeah. And if you're having trouble finding, you know, the Teespring site to get merch, um, the fastest way to do it is just go to the description underneath our podcast link that you're listening now, and there should be a little, like, link there that says buy our merch or something like that, and there's the merch is, like, highlighted blue, and you should be able to find that link pretty quickly. So um, that'll take you right to the Teespring site where you can buy some merch. So, uh, But if you support us... Or if you want to support us more than just merch, because we only make like a dollar off of each product, because I set it as low as I possibly could. Um, if you support what we do, if you like what we do, and you want to chip in $2 a month, which is what we have it set right now, um, that would be much supportive, because this stuff is takes a lot of... Uh, it takes a lot of my time. It takes a lot of, you know, Carter's time. Obviously, we're up until 10.30 right now talking high school football. Who wants to do that? Well, we do, apparently. Um... Uh, but if you like what we do, um, go support us on there because it helps us out, throws a buck our way, um, makes us happy and loved you know, on the inside. So that's a, that's about it for the podcast. My voice is breaking. Um, this has been the Backyard PA Football Podcast covering high school football between Pittsburgh and Morgantown, also known as Pennsylvania's Backyard, home of the Backyard Brawl, or along I route. No, not Route Interstate I-79. I did that last podcast. You've anyway, done it every podcast. I, I got to train my brain. This man doesn't even know his own area that we cover. Interstate I-79. Interstate I-79. Anyway. Interstate 79. Interstate I-79 is repetitive. Same difference. No, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> Nathan learns maps <laughs> at the end of every podcast. Anyway, I'm Nathan Grella. 
I'm Jeremiah Miller. I'm Carter Newman. And we will see you guys on hopefully Saturday when we're recapping all these games. See ya. You've been listening to the Backyard PA Football Podcast with Nathan Grella and Jeremiah Miller. Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or through email. Support us on Patreon. Check out some merch on Teespring. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.